Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. Joshua 24 and verses, you know where I'm going, 14 and 15. When you found that, shout amen. And I'll try to read. Now therefore, fear the Lord. Could stop right there and preach for a month. Here's what I'm preaching on. And serve him in sincerity. I want to preach on serving in sincerity. And in truth and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Father, I love you and I thank you for the night and for the chance to be here, Lord. And just a sweet spirit here, just the presence of God. And I love you, Lord. You're not, the barn's not on fire tonight, but God's just as real. And I'm going to try to, in the, in the message tonight, God, show a few things of serving with sincerity. I pray you'd fill my mouth and guard my tongue and use me one more time, God. Let me preach like a dying man to dying people. Lord, touch our church. I thank you for the people that come out, God, and come to serve you and worship you in spirit and truth. Have your way in this little message Help somebody somewhere with it, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I've searched all over the word this morning. I was, in, I was just all over the Bible, Randall. It never, go, it never changes. And I'm trying to find what God would have me to bring tonight. And after you've been somewhere as long as I've been here, I'm telling you, it's hard to find something new. There's nothing new under the sun, praise God for that. But it's hard to stay fresh. And I got this on my heart about, well, actually, I wasn't looking for serving when I found it, Dennis. I was looking at something else, and it turned me down that road, and, and that road turned me down, and then I wound up on this street. And that's how he works with me. And I began to think about this uh, uh, serving him in sincerity. Now, what we have here is the children of Israel. For somebody, Someone might not be familiar with this book. The children of Israel have finally come into the promised land. Took them a long time to get there. They some Christians that will die in the wilderness. They'll never taste the full blessing of God. There's a multitude. I was talking to a preacher today. He said they just don't know how to give. I said I'm telling you. We don't have that problem. Learning to give is step number one in learning how to be blessed of God. He loves a cheerful giver. And he, if you, listen, and you sow bountifully and that's the way you'll reap it. And, and we've got givers. Brother Jason contacted me today and said, hey, said we've done, we, we've done well. We've had a lot of donations toward the kids going to, 
to, to the camp or to the retreat. And I said, praise the Lord. But the land's divided. Some's going to die in the wilderness. They've made it to the promised land. And here in the end of Joshua, we'll see that the land has been divided. He's, he's told them what they could have. But some of them, even though they were in the promised land, they never occupied what was theirs. But what we have in chapter 24, though the land has been divided, but we have the last charge of Joshua. Joshua's telling them here, you can do whatever you want to, but here's what you ought to do. You know, that's the way it is today. You, you can do whatever you want to do, but here's what we ought to do. We ought to what? Serve the Lord in sincerity. Not, not haphazardly or not, not out of, watch this, not out of obligation, but out of obedience and it, that being willful obedience. Glad to do it. I'm glad to be in church tonight. I'm glad I could come tonight. I'm glad the lights are on. Praise God, I'm glad we got a roof over our head. I'm glad I got a home to go to after church. Hey, and when I left there, the fridge was full. Hey, glad for that. I'm glad for you. You come out to church on Wednesday night. Now, I told Pat, I said, this thing's not a revival message. This is an instructional message. She said, nothing wrong with that. And when your wife tells you that, that's a good thing. I'll just tell you. Sidebar for just a moment. So I met Richard the other morning. He's going the same direction I'm going. I am not the speed king of the First Free Will Baptist Church anymore. Anymore, not me. I am at least number two. Dethroned, Dennis said. Second place, I have found the new speed king. My grandson would say, he's lightning. He's my kind of driver. Back on the message. Serving, he's driving sincerely. I'm, listen, I'm preaching about serving in sincerity. Not just, not just because it's habit. Not just because we're made to do it. No, but that we have a desire to be with, gathered with the brethren in the house of the Lord. And it means something to us when we come together. And we can feel the presence of God. Watch this. Two, two things tonight, real quick. And the Bible said in Psalm... Now, now he said, as for me and my house, here's what we're going to do. And I, I believe that to be the case with Wednesday night people. So I'm not telling you anything new. I'm just, we're just trying to, trying to warn us, us, all of us about, let's just keep doing it. Because why? It pays off in the future. Well, it pays off now, but it really pays off later. And it's in sincerity. I've just never caught that word before. And all the, all the times I've preached this and read this, I've never caught the, 
That word sincerity means this, entire. You know what it means? With everything you got, that's what he's looking for. Us to serve him with everything we got. Two, two things on my heart tonight I'm going to share. Number one is this. We have an opportunity to serve. Now, now everyone's, everyone's opportunity to serve isn't the same. But there's an opportunity to serve, and that opportunity exists daily. There's daily opportunity to serve in sincerity. Hey, look here, in, in Colossians uh, 3 and 24, he said, Whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord. So that tells me, Brother Jimmy, that whatever my lot is for this day, whatever God has allowed me to occupy my time with, or whatever my occupation might be, whatever I'm involved in, you know what I'm to do? I'm to do it as unto the Lord. I'm to serve him with sincerity. People's watching us and see how sincere we are in this thing or are not. If we look around us, there's daily opportunity to serve him. You don't have to preach a message. Listen. And you may not even think that you're a good witness for the Lord. But you've got something that no one else has got. And I use this all the time. You've got your personal testimony. And you can share it. You, all you've got to do. Brother Randall blessed me singing the song. Fine. You could see it on him. He was, he was glad that he's got a roof over him. And I can't hear that song without thinking about complaining about $2.50 dollar store tennis shoes when I was a boy because I didn't want two dollar and fifty cent tennis shoes because I wanted some of them other tennis shoes cost about ten bucks that all other kids have but I didn't we didn't we didn't get we got them dollar store tennis shoes and brother Matt I think about where I'm at right now and these boots I'm wearing cost more than two dollars and fifty cents And I could buy as many pairs as I want. I'm telling you, God's been good. God's been good to me. Whatever we do, you do it with everything you got. Do it entirely. Do it in sincerity. Give it everything. Praise God when we're singing, we're to sing with everything we got. We testify, we witness, we give our story, we give our personal testimony. Give it to somebody with everything you got. Remember back what God's done for you, where you come from, what you are now. I mean, my, my, we ought to take a lap tonight. Mike Blanton and say, recess and shout for 30 minutes. It's good to be on the winning side and in sincerity serve the Lord. Let me tell you, that bunch out there in the world sincere about what they want. They screaming, crying, yelling, carrying on because they ain't getting it the way they want it. Well, they got it the way they want it. I don't know what they're so upset about. I don't think it's the way God wants it. I think we got an opportunity. The Bible said in Psalm 100, verse number 2, said, Serve the Lord with gladness. Serve Him with gladness. 
opportunity to serve, and it comes every day. Young people, old people at school, kids will make fun of you. You know what? Just hold your head up and keep on going. You let that dog bark all they want to. Praise God, you're the king's kid. The little boy was in prison that time, and I remember that they, I read this story, they had a prince. They caught this prince, and they'd, they'd, they'd taken him captive, and they had him in a prison, and they was trying to get him to, to use some bad language and, and, and trying to get him to be vulgar, and uh, they was trying to give him drink, and he refused it all. He just refused it all. And they said, said, how come you refuse all this? He said, because I'm the king's son. That's why I do it. Uh, bless God, that's with sincerity. That's why we do what we do. Why? Because we're the king's sons. That's who we are. Daily opportunity. And do it under the Lord with everything you got. But here's the reality. Here's the reality quickly. Uh, the opportunity to serve is daily, but it's also this. It's difficult. That's why more people don't do it. And today it can get you fired. You can lose your job over it today. I don't know it's hard enough to find workers now. I wonder what to do if every Christian got fired tomorrow. It'd be rough, wouldn't it? But here's what 2 Timothy, here's what Paul said in his, in his, in his last book, if you would. Paul knows he's not long for this world and he's trying to encourage young Timothy. And here's what he said in 2 Timothy 2 and 3. He said, endure hardness as a good soldier. You know, when you're, when you're in the military, they call it serving. And they would ask the question, are you in the service? Yes. They didn't have to tag it of the whatever branch. He usually is identified by uniform, but they were serving. Paul said long before those ever come to be, Brother Randy Maynard, that we were to said, endure hardness as a good soldier. Why would he say that? Because it's going to be hard. Oh, duh. This is not isn't it, rocket science. He's saying, young Timothy, here you got some things coming down the road. It's going to be a little tough, buddy. But you endure it like a good soldier. You serve with sincerity. As for me and my house, praise God, we're going to serve the Lord. You can do whatever you want to do. Point number two, I told you it wouldn't be long. Here's what got on me today, though, Brother Randall. I, I thought I'd just use that as an introduction and, and this be the message. But you know what? You know what happened here not soon after Joshua gives his charge? Here's what it is. I use this in the prayer room. There come a generation who knew not the Lord. And you know what then they had, Brother Jimmy? They had opposition to serving. There's plenty of opportunities to serve. But if you serve, here's what you're going to do. The difficulty is going to show up because there's opposition to serving. It's just how it is. We're going to we endure hardness as that good soldier. Jesus said, these things have I spoken to you that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, A+. plus. But he said, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. We know that the tribulation comes. When does it come? It'll come mostly when you start trying to serve him in sincerity. Cold, apathetic, 
complacent church members don't get much disturbed. And say, well, I don't think there'll be, oh, there's a bunch of folks that's saved. Them babies wearing diapers and whining and got pacifiers hung around their neck, they'll go right in the gates of heaven with us. But when they stand before the king, they're going to wish they had a battle scar or two on them. He's got a record of every mark that the world ever put on you. Praise God. Every time somebody spoke against you and you shouted about it, he marked her down. There's opposition to this service. You better know that you're going to be opposed when you stand for the glory of God and in the king's service. I'm going to give you three things real quick that oppose us in, in our serving. And number one, I think this is, is obvious, it's people. Number one, I believe the opposition that we have in serving the Lord is people. People try to come against you. They don't like you. You don't have to say anything but Jesus. You use that name. Now you can talk about Allah, Buddha, any of them 49 million Hindu gods. You, you can talk about Allah. You can use all, the, all them phrases, all them names. and never, You can even say God and they just count him as everything. But you use the name Jesus and you'll upset their apple cart. Why? Because there's opposition to serving people. Here's what, here's what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 6, 14. He said, be ye not unequally yoked with unbelievers. Don't be, if they're an unbeliever, now we work with unbelievers. We, have, we, have empl- we are employed in places where unbelievers are. But we don't knowingly, willingly yoke up with someone that's an unbeliever and expect to go into business with them or expect to marry them or expect to, to, to walk together. How can two walk together except they be agreed? We can't do that if we're unequally yoked. What fellowship has the light with the darkness? None, none, none. You can't have the two things. The light will always prevail. So you can, you can be, expect to have opposition and people is the thing that the devil uses greatly to oppose us in serving with sincerity. Number two. Here's, here's, uh, uh, don't, don't fall out with me right here. I just want us to be careful. I want us to be careful in our accumulating possessions. Because Jesus said in Matthew 19, 24, he said, it's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Why? Because they ain't got time. For him, they got too much stuff. Anybody besides me got a shed full of stuff? We'll stop right there. Nothing wrong with having things, but it's wrong for things to have you. If things have you, you're in the wrong place. 
and God blesses us, and I'm, I'm telling you, he's blessed us and give us things and give us blessings, but never, never. It's kind of like this. I read a story one time, and this little boy begged for a bicycle, begged for a bicycle, begged for a bicycle. Finally, his daddy broke down and bought him a bicycle. And he'd come a big snow, and he'd come home, and, 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 and all that kid cared about was that bicycle. But he'd come home one day, and there the bicycle handlebar was all sticking up out of the snow. The rest of it was out there. Daddy said, I took the bicycle away. God gives us things, expects us to take care of it. But the thing can't never mean more to us than he does. I mean, we bought Colin a bunch of toys, too many. He's got too many. His mama gave them away. She's already given some of the stuff away. So he's in the bedroom looking for it one day. And he knew what he can, he's got a memory like an elephant. And he said, he said hey, where's my, and he said whatever it was. And she said, remember, we give that away to the babies. And he said, why would I do that? Because he didn't do it. Mama did. Possessions. They can't ever mean more than he means. See, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word won't pass away. It's going to, sometimes things can mean a lot to us, but then God can show us that, that we really don't need them at all. And you can take them away in a moment and find out really all we need is him. Job said it like this, naked I came into this world, naked I shall go out, blessed be the name of the Lord. Because when it boils right down to the end of the row, I don't have anything but him. You know what he expects him to do? Just serve him in sincerity, entirely, everything I got. Joshua said, that's what we're going to do, me and my house. I'm encouraging us as the house of God here tonight that that's what we do, serve him in sincerity. People come to church here, they come walking in, they're going to know something. It's, it's a bunch of something different about that. About half a, I've used that half a bubble off. Randall Youngblood's tickled to death. He calls himself half a bubble. But that's what people think about you when you come in and in sincerity you serve him. It's people, possessions. But here, here, here's something that we have to be careful of because Paul said in the last days, here's what it would be. And it's pleasures. Paul said, 2 Timothy 3 and verse number 4, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. If we could just get a hold of, there is no pleasure apart from God. Because in Him we... Amen. So there's no, there's no breath. There's no bites of bread. There's no walking across the floor. There's no looking out on the horizon. There's no seeing the flowers. There's no baptizings. There's no church. No, uh, apart from him, there's nothing good. Let's be careful that our oppositions against the serving and sincerity of people and for possessions and pleasures in this life. Nothing wrong with things. I, just, I think Randall used this in his prayer before. 
the offering tonight that we wouldn't do anything that wasn't pleasing unto him. I found out when I please him, life's just a whole lot better. You don't have nearly as many flat tires. Things just go, you know. Your car gets about a mile to the gallon better, Jeremiah. Things help you along the way. Just Life's just better. I told someone sometime, they said, I can't afford to tithe. I said, you can't afford not to. I said, you ought to try tithing and then give something on top of that. And they said, oh, that, 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 their head was spinning. They couldn't comprehend that. And, and it's not long till they're needing to borrow some money. If you just give it to him. I told my son one time, I said, Dusty, I said, 90 will go farther than 100. And 80 will go farther than 90. And he took his daddy's advice and he's lived that way. He said, that's right, Dad. That's how it works. I used to preach, I, I, I preached revival years ago. Uh, J.C. Ford pastored a little church down there in Morgan County called Hillview. Alan, you know what I'm talking about. And, and down there, uh, uh, as you come in, there was, there was a sign up over the door that said, we come in to worship. I thought, boy, I like that. He seek us up to worship him. In spirit and truth, I like that. But when you got in, you got up to pulpit to preach, and it's just, the sign was on this side. It said, we go out to serve. That's what we do. We come in to worship. We go out to serve. I found this. But Paul, I usually get out of it what I put into it. If I come to be a blessing... I've found that I always get a greater blessing than I could ever be. But I guarantee you, we'll get out of what we put into it. How do we do that, preacher? Well, we serve with sincerity. When we serve him in sincerity, whatever it is we're doing, you know what? And especially worship. We'll get out of it. You'll get more out of it than you put into it every time. Come on, Randall. Sister Marshall. We stand to our feet. He gets us a song, a verse, and a chorus of a song. You're welcome to come and pray. The invitation's yours. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.